this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. Here at Agile 2017, we're doing interviews all week long with speakers and thought leaders and folks that are helping to run the event. And right now, we're going to talk about something very controversial. So Joanna Rothman and Mike Corpus are here. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Don't shake your hands. All right. That's how we started things here. Now, let's talk about the heresy that you are reading upon (laughs) both of my worlds. We are uniting the, <laughs> and the Agile Alliance and the PMI. All right. I don't think that that's heresy. No, and nor is it very new, but it yeah. might be new to it's, some people. It's scary. I guess, is scary the right word for people? I mean, how, you, you're the ones that have worked on it. How have people reacted to it? So far, really well. Okay. Um, well. Even when we went out for SME review, subject matter expertise review, we got so many really good comments okay. that people were really excited about seeing the guide evolve and seeing seeing something that had the weight of the PMI and the weight of the Agile Alliance behind it. Okay, cool. So yeah. do you want either one of you explain to the folks who may not be totally familiar what we're actually talking about? Sure. I should have started yeah. with that, but I'm excited about asking the question. <laughs> so we're talking about the Agile Practice Guide, okay. which is a new um, book, basically. It's a joint venture between the Agile Alliance and the Project Management Institute. And it's really a practitioner's guide for people stuck in that messy middle ground of having agile teams in their organization, right. but less than agile organizations. Maybe they're working with plan-driven PMOs or okay. traditional funding models or other groups that aren't sort of uh, up on the agile techniques or concepts yet. So, so they're trying to do it, but they're surrounded by yes. the waterfall and can't figure out how Absolutely. to do it. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And as Johanna was mentioning, um, so we wrote this text, which says it's okay to be in this space. And let's hope everybody's transitioning to becoming more agile. But you know what? Some organizations will never get there. Yeah. And some of these ideas um, were what was potentially contentious at what you were talking about. Okay. Right? The fact that it's okay, it's okay to way. maybe never get all the way. Yeah. Uh, and it's okay to maybe use elements of both agile and, and non-agile approaches together. So these are the types of things that we were talking about, which led to, you know, the thought that there would be people up in arms uh, <laughs> so about this. I think, I think it's really cool because I do find, I mean, I, I feel like I can walk in both worlds. I, I love all the PMI stuff and I love all the agile stuff, but it does seem like there's a lot of companies that when you look at like, yeah, that, you're, you're not going to get all of it. Started over here, you've been doing it that way for 100 years. There's so much baked in culture, it's going to take generations to get a few steps further, yeah. but it's okay. And and the guide is really focused around the team. Because okay. if you can get your team working in whatever way works for them, and of course we think the more agile, the more iterative and incremental with the agile culture, right. the agile mindset, um, the more you will have success. Okay. That's been our experience. So being able to focus on the team and having appendices for here's how you might think about portfolio management, here's how you might think about scaling. Okay. That that stuff I think is really well served to put in the appendices for this version of the guide. Okay. Right. We might do well not we because it'll be a different team. But the the guide writers might do something different in the future. Okay. So this is going to be part of the new Kemba, right? No, it's not actually. It's a separate document, separate book, but it's going to be launched at the same time. Okay. And the Pimbot guide. It's like an extension. 
like one of the PMI extensions? Mm -hmm. No. It's, oh. it's like that. I'm but asking it's all the right questions. It's different. Yeah. Okay. So explain it. I'm so For used sure. to the old way of doing it. Yeah. So the old way was you would have the PMBOK guide, the yeah. project management body of knowledge, and then there was a construction extension to the PMBOK guide. Software. And we wrote a software extension to yeah. the PMBOK guide, uh, and they were quite closely linked. Okay. Um, this is a little bit more separated. Okay. Um, so the new version of PMBOK guide it has an agile appendix in it. And it basically says, hey, if you want more guidance on this stuff, go see the Agile Practice Guide. Oh, and I want to bring Jesse now, because Jesse told me it was in the back, and I guess he was talking about the appendix. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> so it gives a bit more freedom, because the other um, extensions to the guides have to refer to the same knowledge areas and the same process groups, and okay. you're kind of limited by the structure of the PMBOK guide. Yeah. But having it as a totally separate standard, a separate guide, uh, we didn't have to follow that structure. So okay. we could structure it around yeah. you know, s establishing teams. If you have this problem, consider this. It, it gave us a bit more uh, freedom. Okay. So yeah. I, I have a sort of a weird question I want to ask you. I run across a lot of people that talk about hybrids, and I get kind of up on my porch and want to yell at the kids in the yard because to me, there's two kinds of hybrids. There's a hybrid where you started to do something and inspected, adapted, and made a conscious choice to change something like I would always do traditional risk management on my agile projects because it helps me. Then there are all the people that are like, we're special, we're different, we're just going to keep this part and keep that part and call it a hybrid. And I just think that's kind of, for lack of a better word, kind of lazy. Right? Or, or it's, not, it's not a conscious choice. It's not an informed choice. Okay. That, and yeah. I'm wondering how you guys feel about that idea and if this is going to help people. Is it going to help them understand where the guardrails are when they're trying to do this? We have a section on hybrid. Okay. And we talk about how you might have plan-driven and then more agile approaches and then um, phased deployment or delivery, right? That That is a very common approach. Um, and Mike actually drew a whole bunch of pictures, which, of course, the illustrator redrew. Well, I thought your pictures were great, talking about where where you might find hybrid in the different areas. Okay. And we really differentiate what Agile is and what hybrid is. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. Okay. We actually had a lot of conversation at our very first meeting talking about what Agile was. Because we had people who said, um, if you're iterative and incremental, you're Agile. And I, I'm one of the people you who said... I can imagine you reacting. I know. <laughs> I said, no, we have to have delivery. We have to deliver and get the feedback. It's yeah. all about the feedback and then the change. I mean, I, I've rented to you several times. So um, I, won't, I won't have to rant here. So um, we had a really good conversation, and we came up with the definition of Agile, which okay. is the mindset and um, the, values. The, the values and the frequent delivery. Okay. So that we were looking at the principles behind the manifesto and the growth mindset and the, and the fast feedback or as fast as you can make it now, and then the delivery. Because okay. being iterative and incremental is insufficient for being agile. Okay. It might be where you are in your journey, and we wanted to honor people mm -hmm. where they were in their Help journey. Help get a little bit further, hopefully. If they want. Okay. If they want. And we also had a definition around blended as well. We separated... Okay. Uh, a blended approach, you might mix Scrum and XP. Both mm -hmm, of those right. are Agile techniques, and we call that result blended, and that okay. can be Agile. But when you mix something Agile with something non-Agile, you then have a hybrid, which isn't Agile, okay. by definition. Now, so. How do you guys feel about the idea of a hybrid? Does it make either one of you kind of, 
that you want to like freak out? I don't want to freak out. I, I want I want to meet people where they are. Okay. On the other hand, I really hate it when they call what they're doing agile. I know. Oh, like, and they, so not if they call it hybrid, if they call it. If they call it, if they call it a hybrid, you know, we're we're iterating on our UI. Yeah. Great. Getting feedback on the UI early, I think that's wonderful. Um, but we have this phase deployment that takes us six months to yeah. get from when we release something to when it gets to the customer. So we're agile for the first part, but right. we're not we agile. agile. We do agile during development and yeah. everything else is traditional. And, and I, I say to those people, good for you for taking advantage of the agile approaches. You're a hybrid. And good job. No, I, I don't <laughs> And and if you really wanted to see the benefit yeah. of all your iterative and incremental work, you would fix the deployment problem or okay. possibly fix the project portfolio problem, which delays all the projects getting into your team. Okay. Do you think that this is going to lead to people on the traditional side getting to a state where they're questioning what they're doing? Well, like you just brought this up, like. That's not a question that would, like, when I when we did this stuff, traditional stuff, you didn't ask questions like that. It wasn't like, how do we fix this? It was like, we did it wrong, get rid of them, get somebody else in it. But do you think that putting these two worlds together for the folks that start to look at it, it will raise more questions for them? Well, you'll give them some more tools for their toolbox, and, and hopefully the tools they need to start improving. You know, if we encourage or get into this idea of regular retrospectives and, and letting the team figure out how to improve, yeah. then uh, they should be able to you know, continue to improve and, and adapt and okay. move away from those blaming situations to, to fixing some they, of the things they got responsible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what about governance? Is there anything in there about how that's supposed to work or how you're supposed to deal with reporting upstairs? Because if, if you're in a traditional PMO that's still feeling like it has to give <clears> all the old-timey stuff to the folks upstairs and your teams are like, we only do burn-down charts now, the PMO has a heart attack, is there any kind of answer to that? We have a number of measurements that we suggest. Okay. And, for example, um, velocity or burn-down charts are not one of them. Okay. But cumulative flow might be. Okay. Right? So there are a number of possibilities in the guide. And we also, I don't remember, do we talk about the difference between understanding your project state and reporting project progress? No, we don't, we don't stress that, that really. Okay. Um, we give examples of like the cumulative flow diagrams of yeah. um, you know, percent done versus percent remaining, mm -hmm. and things like okay. that. Yeah. Yeah, that was, for me, that was like the sky filling and smacking me in the head when I stopped asking people how much have you done and how much have you left instead of those. Oh, yeah. So we, we actually have the product backlog burn-up chart, cool. which you remember from yeah, the project yeah. portfolio book or the program management book. I don't remember. So we have... We have that chart and we have the cumulative flow and that way you can show, you can see, yes, what maybe has been done, but what is remaining to do. Okay. Cool. Is there going to be any kind of tests or anything like that around this that you're aware of? No. Okay. I didn't, I haven't asked anybody at PMI, but I figured I should check. Um, so this is coming out in October, right? September. Actually. September. Okay. And the conference is under COVID. Correct. Yeah. There's a PMI conference where... Um, both of them will be quite the focus. Yeah. Okay. So for people who come, I mean, you guys both walk in both worlds, right? How was it to work with the Alliance and PMI together? Was it, I mean, like Jesse described it, one of the things he said, and, I, and I'm assuming it probably came from one of the two of you, nothing against Jesse, but um, 
He talked about PMI being an organization that is focused on acknowledging practices that are standardized. Right? Like they're they're at the end of the curve because everyone's doing this, so now let's say this is okay. Whereas on the agile side, everything keeps changing and evolving faster and faster. So there are two opposite ends of where we find ways to do stuff. Let me let me take a quick look at this. So, for example, the PMI people that we had on our team, we had the core writing team. I'm, and then, to, I'm just as a standards organization. Oh, as a standards organization. So I think that there's a lot of conservatorship in the PMI. Okay. We saw that from the MAG comments, mm-hmm. the member advisory group. And there is a reason for that stewardship. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff works, and it works in every project that they have seen. Okay. And the difference is we have seen other projects. Yeah. And, it, and it's not really new anymore, is it? It's been around for 20 years or so, yeah. these techniques. So even if you are only documenting things that have been proven, we're all, I think we're already at that stage, right, okay. where it's fair to say, hey, short iterations, you know, getting feedback, empowering the team, prioritized list of uh, features. Right. Yeah, so this, some of the more, like, less cutting-edge agile stuff that brand yeah, new exactly. with right now. Yes. Okay. There's not a lot of, um, you know, new elements in there. So we didn't actually uh, talk about continuous delivery or uh, hmm. digital organizations okay. uh, and some of those. Okay. Um, so, yes, it's the established stuff. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Um, one more question for you, Bill. How do you feel about the term Agile Project Manager? I love it. Okay. I love it. So here's why. Um, a pro- an agile project manager, actually any facilitative project manager, does not manage the people. Right. That person facilitates the process. Okay. And that is what a scrum master is supposed to do. And I have seen way too many scrum master who scrum masters who really believe in the master part, and they get out the whip and they say, "Who's doing that story? And where are you?" The scrum process. Right. So you're not facilitating the Scrum process. This is nothing against Scrum. This could happen with any project management framework. Okay. So I actually really like the word Agile Project Manager, assuming that you realize it's a facilitative servant leadership role. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm not really hung up on the, on the words. I, okay. I don't care, as long as we're doing the right thing, which, which is the servant leadership approach. Okay. Right. And so... Yeah, it means different things to different people. Um, You've got to dig deeper, really, to understand what they mean by it. Okay, cool. So let's talk about books really quick. And not not the thing we're going to talk about later, but let's talk about, like, your book, the the ACP books. I mean, you've got more than that. Um, That is a standard or a a way to explain to people how to prepare for that exam. Very comprehensive. Um, Do you see that changing much in the near future? So there is a new workbook that's available now, which is basically just a top-up for CSMs um, to gain the skills that they would need to go sit the ACP exam. So it covers the things that you don't learn about in Scrum. So there's Lean and there's Kanban and there's Emotional Intelligence, Conflict Management, and the extra elements you need, um, along with a bunch of situational questions to get you ready for the exam. Okay. And you got a new book. uh, Yeah, that's uh, that one. The workbook is out, and I'm working on a new book um, for... The rest of this year should be at end of this year, early next year. Okay. Uh, and that one's um, got a working title of Beyond Agile. Mm-hmm. And it's really talking about analysis of projects that I've worked on 
Um, some that went well and others that didn't go well. <clears throat> and while Agile was a common theme, um, the ones that went well, we were doing other stuff as well. Uh, okay. And sometimes Agile was at the forefront and quite often it was at the, you know, on the back seat. Okay. Uh, and so we were leveraging a lot more emotional intelligence. Sometimes, like you were saying, we were doing traditional risk management. So yeah. there were some plan-driven elements in there. There was a lot of industry-specific domain knowledge that was required in some of them. Okay. And so this, this book is really about how you, you know, broaden that, that net or scope of techniques to apply, yet remaining focused. Because when you try and increase the size of, of a methodology, you end up with you know, like a scaling framework that suddenly, <laughs> suddenly <laughs> effort is diverted. You did that just to see me laugh. <laughs> so you've got to keep the focus. Like, oh, no, yeah. no, man. So how do you um, keep the focus on the end goal? <laughs> right. right? Uh, and so it has this idea that um, knowledge is weightless, but process has, has weight. Okay. Uh, so how do you keep that you know, backpack you're carrying a process light enough to get to the goal? Yeah. Uh, before that disappears. So it's this, this idea of using multiple approaches, but keeping a, a really tight rein on what you're doing. And not worrying doing. about labeling the different no. tools. As yeah, well I don't care. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, they're all valid tools, right? And if they make sense to you, great, use them. And as soon as they don't, and as soon yeah. as your ceremony isn't adding value, drop it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really important, and I hope that for like the folks in the PMI community and the Agile community that are watching, I think we're moving towards a point where people don't care. I mean, it, yeah. they're just tools. Like, to me, yeah. Yeah. the more tools I have, the better I can be at my sure. job. Right. I'd like to have as many as possible, regardless of where they came from. Right. Yeah. So, you've got, I mean, we're going to do another thing about your book in a few minutes, but okay. what's going on with you? So, I've been, um, I've been transitioning a bunch of my in-person classes to online classes okay. because one of the one of the things I've seen is that people need the time to practice yeah. so I am um, I am working on a, a number of uh, project management Kanban um, certainly the writing and the project ownership classes to be distance so that there's guided practice in between the videos and the one-hour discussion every week, okay. and that way people can learn in smaller chunks. They have they can see a progression, and they don't need to hire me to come in because they can get the value without right without Maybe coming in. To try it out. And then yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. There's that. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thank you both. All right. And and as somebody who crosses the world, thank you for the work that you do. I'm thank excited you. to see this come out. So, so yeah. I, if I can just say one more thing. Yeah. Mike was the cool, calm, and collected chairperson. And let me guess who was the person that was freaking out and yelling. That would be me. <laughs> that would be me. So um, the pair of us were, from my perspective, it was great. Okay. And working with the team, with the entire team. So you had, I great. guess I'm going to ask a question. You had yeah. people from the Alliance side of the house, the PMI side of the house, and then the few of you that are comfortable in both sides. I actually think that all seven of us writers were comfortable yeah. okay. in yeah. both sides. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that that's increasing, that people are getting more... Like when I asked you, you know, people are freaking out about it, and you know, not so much. It, it seems like it's becoming more accepted a little bit. And like when I took my CSM class and said, I run a component PMI, and they booed me. <laughs> 
Wow. And then when I called people resources, they threw things at me. Well, <laughs> Which yeah. Which is probably well-deserved. <laughs> yeah. But do you think that there is less stress at the commingling of these different ways of working? Yeah, I certainly hope so. I, I hope so, I, I'm too. I'm seeing that maybe it's a self-selecting circle that we mix in, but yeah. I don't see as much conflict as, as we used to. I mean, I've been writing for projectmanagement.com, and they're now part of PMI. Yeah. I've been writing for them for a gazillion years. Yeah. And people, when I talk about not calling people resources, people don't yell at me about that. Yeah. So. Using up I hear agile yeah. people use that word. They're oh, yes. To something. Yes. Yeah. Cool. It's true. All right. Well, thank you. Let's say hi to Dave Garrett. Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being here. Great talking to you. Thank you. Yeah. For, and thank you for all your work. So you can keep an eye out for this in September. I'm sure it's going to show up on the Agile Line site and the PMI site. Yeah. What about if they want to get in touch with you guys? Where can they reach you? Sure. My website is leadinganswers.com. Be reached at uh, that website or my email, mike at leadinganswers.com. Okay. And I'm jrothman.com, and my email is jr at jrothman.com. And you can go to Amazon and find all their stuff, right? Or, yeah. or LeanPub. LeanPub. Yeah, yeah. Deal for yeah. You. Okay. Thanks for watching.